My name's Alan Carter. I'm the president and CEO and founder of Cabral Gold. We have an advanced gold exploration project in northern Brazil called QUQU. It's right next door to the TZ project G Mining, uh, which just has an, uh, a, a construction decision has been announced for that in the last few weeks, which will make that the third largest uh, gold mine. We have the project next door. So far, we have four gold deposits identified. Uh, we've just updated the resource estimate and uh, the project has district scale potential. Oh, good to see you. You've just updated the resource. Uh, what's that actually mean? Why are you doing that now? Well, Matt, um, we um, earlier this year, we announced that we filed an AIF, which is, which is an annual information form. And, and uh, we announced a prospectus-backed offering. And as a result of that, that has triggered the BC Securities Commission has, has um, advised us that we needed to update the resource estimate. As you know, the last time it was updated was in 2018. So uh, that um, estimate is coming a little bit earlier than we'd, we had planned originally. We'd planned to do it um, uh, at the end of this year, early next year, keep drilling to the end of the year. So it's a little bit earlier than normal. So that's that's the reason that we're updating it. I was wondering, because you, if I look at some of the um, drill results you've been putting out since end of July, um, a lot of high-grade stuff going on there, decent yeah. intercepts. Is, is any of that in this um, update? Some of it is. Most of it's not. Uh, certainly the drill updates, uh, the, the, the drill results from MG and Central, the two known deposits that we knew about 2018, that's in there. Uh, but what what is not in this resource estimate is, uh, is anything regarding any of the results regarding um, Mashishi and PDM, which are the two new discoveries. Um, so the primary material at PDM and and everything that we know about the Mashishi complex, which actually looks like it's a collection of uh, several adjacent deposits. None of that is actually included in this resource estimate. And the reason for that is because uh, we just haven't got enough drill holes. Like I said, we were planning to keep drilling through to the end of the year, but um, but we've had to update it, uh, you know, uh, quite a lot earlier than we'd planned. Okay, so okay, so I'll tell you what, give us the give us the highlights of the um, resource update, and then I, I, I want to go from there. So, what, what are we looking at? What, what do we yeah. know? So, look, um, the indicated portion of the resource map has include is has increased or is almost quadrupled. It's increased by over two hundred and fifty percent from one hundred and seventy one thousand ounces, which we had in the indicated category. Previously, we've now got over 600,000 ounces in the indicated category. The inferred number has come down somewhat since a large chunk of the inferred material from last time um, uh, is now indicated. There was a very, very good conversion rate. As you know, when you convert inferred to indicated, you frequently lose ounces. We've actually converted virtually all of that uh, inferred material. We still do have a significant indicated resource of well over half a million ounces. The, so the global resource, when you add the indicated and inferred, has gone up by about uh, 20% or so. Um, we've also got a significant amount, well over 200,000 ounces of oxide material, and that is near surface, heat leachable, free digging material within the three, three blankets that we've got. Um, I think there's a lot of upside from that. Um, the, um, I think what's significant is that you know, as I said earlier, is what's what's not in the resource in terms of Mashishi and PDM, uh, but the uh, the deposits that are in the resource, uh, principally MG and Central, are all open along strike and down dip. So, uh, lots of potential to add ounces in the in the in the near future. Right. Okay. So, I want I want a sense of how you manage this through what is quite turbulent turbulent times, turbulent markets, um, risk off um, attitude from investors across the board, which is we've talked in the past about these. Oxide blankets. You're telling me 200,000 ounces. That is that enough to kind of get going? How much more would you need to add to that to actually contemplate putting a heat leachable um, first 
um, you know, project together because that that is potentially cash generative, which allows you to develop the district. That's what we've talked about. So how far away are we from that? I think we're getting pretty close, Matt. We're, it's way more than we would need to start a uh, initial heat leach operation on that. As as you're aware, we are doing quite a lot of scoping work, internal scoping work, engineering work. Um, we're doing uh, mine sequence planning and, and, and all sorts of stuff, which uh, should lead to a PA later this year, 43101 compliant PA. We haven't actually selected the uh, the engineering firm yet, but we're doing a lot of work internally using various local uh, engineering firms in Brazil on demonstrating the economic viability of those blankets. So it's a really good start. I think there's a lot more there. And significantly, there's uh, there's there's quite a lot of high-grade material, which unfortunately now the, the rules have changed regarding the reporting of, uh, of resources. You can't actually put in the... Um, the sensitivity graphs, which you know, give you some idea of, of how much higher grade material might be might be in there. But there is a significant amount of high grade material that we think we can get at pretty quick. Right. And what are you trying to work out? Because obviously, you kind of got this kind of lower grade, more homogenous um, um, gold in there, and then you kind of got these well, some super high grade stuff in there. So sixty grams over 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 one meter. You got you know twelve grams over you know six meters. Um, how does that work in terms of the recoveries for that? Um, and and are, they, are the oxides a little bit more homogenous or? Yeah, the, the oxide material is mainly weathered material that's weathered from the underlying primary deposits. There's a lot more gold in the underlying primary deposits. So uh, this oxide, but the nice thing about this oxide material is at surface and it's free digging, free digging. So the mining, both the mining and the processing costs of this oxide material should be very, very low. Now. Uh, because of the weathering, there is uh, most of this material is fairly homogenous. I mean, I think the average grade that we put out in the resource on this blanket material is half a gram, which is way more than uh, the, the cutoff. Now, that doesn't sound very high, but when, when you consider how low the mining and processing costs for this material are, it's quite a significantly above what the cutoff grade is. I think the cutoff that we use for, or the SLR used for the resource estimate on the oxide was about 0.13 grams. But um, there is a lot of material that's well above a gram here. We don't, uh, as I said, I think uh, everything above 0.13 will be economic. But um, there's a lot of this material. We've got more than enough than we need to start, Matt. So there is a high-grade core to it. Um, you know, several grams. There are the occasional high-grade hits, um, as you've um, uh, talked about. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. And that... The looking at this oxide material obviously gives us the opportunity to get into a, a production relatively quickly. We don't expect the capital cost for this uh, this heat leach uh, type operation will be very high at all. Um, and it's something that we think we could fast track into production very, very quickly. Right. OK, so I'm going to I'm going to stick on this because this is what people are, are, are honing in on us. How does this thing not become a money pit, as, as it were? So the 200,000, you're saying that's enough for you. What type of fund? More than enough is what you were saying, but you're, you know, you're, you're a, you know, you're biased. <laughs> so, but if I'm looking at, <laughs> if I'm talking to a uh, people who are going to finance this thing, you know, two hundred thousand seems, you know, a bit on the low side. Um, I, 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 I would have thought for a surety. So if things if things go wrong, you know, will I get my money back and all, all of that? So what type of finance would you be looking for to be able to get that 
capex to allow you to kind of at least extract the value from the the heat bleach operation we're looking at all types of finance matt we've probably got about a dozen conversations going on they're early stage conversations with potential funders for this um so you know we're looking at things from streams royalties basically debt combination of debt and equity so i think all options are on the table right now i think you've got to remember that the big prize the main prize here is the multi-million ounce potential of this district which it absolutely it clearly... I, I, I do it, it, is, it is a district and i'm going to let you explain that but but, but i i've got to be kind of you know, cold and hard about this one which yeah. is exploration companies by definition are trying to find stuff they need money to do that and they keep drilling and they keep drilling and there's you know us poor little retail uh, investors yeah. you know worry about dilution and you know right. Does the right. share price go up or not? Right. Me too. So you've said to me, yeah, no, you're a big shareholder, right? But um, I'm the biggest. You are. Um, but you know, you said to me, this oxide is the solution for that. So I've right. got to say, well, can you get it financed? How much do you think you're going to need? You know, and what's it actually going to be able to do for you in terms of delivering the big prize, which is the the district, and as I've said right. to you many times before, when exactly. people say, we've got a district here, I go, you've got a massive liability, which you've got to fund. So tell me how you work your way through all of that. Well, Matt, look, this oxide material, we know from similar sized operations that the capital cost for this type of approach is very, very low. Consider there's no drilling or blasting, right? So the, this material is soft, basically mud. So what we need to do with that is we, we need an excavator, probably on contract, almost certainly contract, and a few trucks to truck this material two, three, four, five kilometers to an agglomeration plant. What's an agglomeration plant? It's basically a giant cement mixer. You add cement, you form these little pellets of that mud uh, with a little bit of uh, cement in it, and that gives it some competency. So you get these little balls of material. It goes up a conveyor, a mobile conveyor, and then it's stacked on a heap, and it's leached. The solution is then collected at the base of the heap uh, uh, through a pond, and then it's fed through a small little electro winning circuit, which strips out the gold from solution using uh, carbon electrodes. Essentially, that's the process. It's not intensely uh, capital intensive. It's we don't require drilling and blasting. We don't require huge mills. You know, you see, you go to a, most gold mines have massive crushers, several stage crushing, and then these huge big rod mills or ball mills that that mill this material. Massive expense building that and operating that type of stuff. We don't need any of that, right? So the capital cost on this material is going to be extremely low. How low I cannot comment right now. Um, but I can tell you that um, uh, this, um, both the mining as and processing, as I said, should be very, very low. And it should be, we expect that it, it will be, um, you know, compelling in terms of it, uh, it, the economics. But I don't have the numbers for you right now. The reason we're doing this, Matt, just again, is to actually get off this hamster wheel. And that hamster wheel is drilling raising money, diluting, drilling, raising money, diluting. It's not good for retail investors. It's not good for me because so far I've put $1.8 million of my own money into this company. So we want to get off that hamster wheel, particularly as the markets are depressed, um, so that we're not dependent on, on continually having go back to the market to raise more capital. But look, um, 
this is a this is going to be relatively modest to start with. This isn't something that's going to be cranking out hundreds of thousands of ounces. I mean, you asked me, you know, is two hundred thousand ounces enough? It's actually significantly more than that. It's about two hundred thirty thousand ounces. So, so you know, for example, that would support an operation doing thirty thousand ounces uh, a year just from the heat leach, and that is just step one. The bigger prize here is to actually demonstrate that we've got something significantly larger than that, which we clearly do from this current resource estimate. There's, you know, there's there's about uh, 900,000 ounces of gold now in the primary hard material, which will, will require a mill. And that's step one. And that's that number's only going to grow. So um, look, we're extremely excited as a management team by the prospect of getting in production very quickly, very cheaply, generating some significant cash that will actually Allow us to self-fund and 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 do this district dist do this district justice. It's got you know we've got almost fifty targets now outside the known four deposits. We've got some great drill holes, as you alluded to in your introduction, um, with some very high-grade results at these two new discoveries at PDM and Mashishi, which are not in this resource estimate. So the global resource series is only going to keep growing. Um, and this whole idea about production is is advancing very, very quickly. Right. Well, OK, I, I hear all of that. But again, I'm going to stick with this. There's two things going on here. One, which is, can you get this financed off the back of a PEA? We've seen some companies do it. Yeah. And it's for some it's worked, for some it hasn't, right? Depending on the complexity right. of what they're doing. Your seems relatively simple um, process. And, you know, can you can you persuade financers off to, to, to do that off the back of a PEA. And then um, with regards to the cash, if, if it all goes well and it does start throwing off cash, whether it be at 30,000 ounces a year or whatever, whatever number you end up at, is what does that do for you? What do you how do you spend that money? Because you've got to, one, continue to um, deliver more oxide ounces because that's a nice cash machine. And two, then you do have to expand and, you know, get into the rest of the district, you know, maybe deliver more of these high grade results that we're seeing. So yeah, what, what, what's, what's the plan yeah, all of those good question. Look, as you alluded to, there are a number of other companies, uh, public companies and private companies that have financed small operations akin to this um, off the back of a PA. And I believe we can do that here. I can't guarantee anything. We, you know, we don't have the, any, any numbers out in terms of CapEx, OpEx or anything like that. But my personal opinion is that we can, but I cannot make any guarantees. Um, I can tell you that with a dozen or so groups that have expressed interest in in financing this, and, and nobody is going to say yes until they've seen all of the details and we've got all of the numbers out. Uh, but we're starting the conversation with those potential, potential financiers now so that we understand uh, exactly what they need to get to an investment decision in us. So we, what we don't want to do is spend the next three or four months thinking that we've got all the ducks in a row and answered all the various questions. And then for a financier to come back and say, well, actually, no, you forgot you need this, you, you need that and you need this for, uh, for them to get to uh, comfortable with an investment decision. So we're starting those conversations now. Um, the second part of your question, which was, what was the second part of your question? I, I forget. Well, it's, it's really, <laughs> my, my questions help me ramble out. a bit. So basically it was saying, so what you've got to then keep adding oxide answers yeah. just to yeah. keep that money, money machine yeah. going, right? Then, right. Which, which costs money, okay? Yeah, but a little bit. Good question, good question, the, okay. The big question, the big question was, what do you then do with the rest of the district in terms of that cash contribution 
Because yeah. now we're in a kind of non-dilutive environment, presumably, yeah, right? Right. Let's talk about adding oxide ounces. Don't forget, this oxide material is at surface, is in unconsolidated material up to 50 meters thick. So you can drill multiple holes through this stuff in a day, in a single day. We should get several holes per day, and the drilling is very, very cheap. We don't need some big diamond rig that's going to cost us hundreds and hundreds of dollars a meters. You know, we should be able to add additional oxide ounces very, very quickly and very, very cheaply. And we already can see there's a lot more oxide material here um, than, than the current resource reflects. For example, there's no oxides currently in the resource at Nishishi. There's a lot of oxide mineralization at, at Nishishi, but it, it, it needs re more drilling. So that, that actually should not take a lot of money. Um, the bulk of the, the anticipated uh, profit from the uh, heat leach will go into diamond drilling of uh of the uh of the primary material and um and and just finding out just how many ounces are in that primary unweathered hard rock below below the oxide material um and 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 what that looks like um in terms of how much money we spend on that uh i, I cannot say right now but obviously it will be significant uh, as you correctly alluded to um Having a whole district, and people band the word around district very loosely in this industry, and we've talked about this before. Anybody with a large land position generally said, oh, I've got a district. Well, hang on a second. A district to me means you've got multiple deposits. We currently have four with two new discoveries that aren't in the current resource. And surrounding that, we've got about 43, 45 targets. And I don't mean some target with a red line on a map. I mean a target with drill holes with, with gold intercepts in it or gold veins sticking out of the ground where we've got great channel samples across those veins in situ or, or high-grade boulders. That's a target for me. This is a true district, Matt, but we need to find a funding mechanism for funding it because, to be honest, keeping drilling, diluting, going back to the market is not a... I don't think it's a... A, a, an approach which is sustainable because you've, we've got no control over what happens with the market conditions. As you know, right now, um, you know, uh, exploration companies aren't, uh, aren't in vogue. Um, we all recognize there's lots of upside, but um, we need to find a better way of funding and ensuring that we're advancing our project. And, and frankly, going back to the market, uh, particularly in times when, when times are tough and, and share prices are all depressed and everybody hates hates junior exploration companies, is not a viable way of uh, progressing, in my opinion. It's not. Well, let's, let's talk about what you, what you do, what, what you've decided to do in terms of, you know, managing that environment and managing your cash, which, uh, which is, you know, you said at PDM and, and Mashishi that you haven't drilled enough holes yet to no. be able to include, include those in, in any kind of resource um, update. Right. Um, how much more drilling is needed at both of those projects to allow you to kind of bring those numbers in? We're looking at that right now. I mean, as a broad guide, I would say about 10,000 meters split between the two. Don't forget, we've already got quite a lot of uh, drill holes and we've still got even more results coming out on Mashishi that, that have been somewhat delayed. But um, so, so look for a few more results at Mashishi. Uh, but, but you know, uh, round about that. Now I may be off. Don't string me up if it's, uh, if it's, you know, 12,000 or 15,000 or 2,000 meters. I mean, it's, but that just sort of like, broad ball ballpark gives you some sort of idea to get to inferred resources at both Mashishi and PDM. But again, uh, and this is worth really, this is really, really important. The Mashishi discovery has basically four areas in it. The main area is an east-west trending zone that we've traced for 900 meters along strike, right? 
And there's not a single ounce in the current resource that we put out today that, uh, that, that is included in that. The PDM has two parallel zones that we've traced each for about 400 meters. And so th there's almost certainly an awful lot of ounces in both of those deposits, but they need a little bit more work. But this isn't going to take, and I think this is important to realize, this isn't going to take another four years to, uh, to get a resource on these things. This is probably going to take six months something like that, if we if we can raise sufficient capital to keep drilling. And the question is, well, are we going to do that now uh, through another equity issue or are, we, or are we going to wait until we're in production and then self-fund it? Because it kind of feels to me like um, you've got a couple of choices there, which is, you know, you persuade the market, look at all these high grades um, work that we've done recently. We want to do more of that. We'll come out of this cycle and it's all going to be golden. Or you, you double down on the, the oxide blanket component as small as it may be raise some expensive money a as in it will seem expensive now until you get rid of it or refinance it out in which case it's, it stops becoming expensive and you show that there's a kind of non-dilutive component to the story going forward which may lend comfort to the market may lend comfort to you know for future equity raises and, and, and any other kind of um, capital achievement you may look to so wh where where's your where's your head at or is it just constant assessment of what's going on on a daily basis in the market? Well, look, as I said earlier, I, again, I, our, our uh, strong interest and a, a very high priority for us is to demonstrate the economic viability of this oxide material. Why? Because it allows us to step off that hamster wheel so that we're not continually going back to the market every year, diluting, diluting, diluting. And as I said earlier, I'm the biggest shareholder in this company. I've got- No, but my question wasn't that. Alan, my question wasn't that. My question was around what do you prioritize first? You've got all this potential, which you're starting to show through the drill bit with the high grade results are coming back. And then you've got this real quick win. So you, you can either run them in parallel or you can pick which child you prefer. So what are you going to do? Matt, the answer to that is, look, we're going to focus on both. Both of these objectives, we're advancing in parallel. The priority for us in the short term, and that is over the next six months, really is to demonstrate the economic viability of these oxide blankets for the reasons I've, we've already discussed. That's the priority, but obviously having two new discoveries there, which are sort of half drilled out, which uh, currently don't have a resource on, there's a quick win to be added there too. And, and how much how fast we do that is really dependent on 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 access to capital. That's that's the key constraint in terms of uh, defining the resources at uh, at Mashishi and uh, and PDM. But you know, look, we as a team are extremely uh, excited about the possibility of um, of advancing these oxide. Uh, deposits into production in the short term. I mean, it's as you know, it's pretty unusual for an exploration company to have that opportunity, and and uh, we've got a lot of this oxide material. So, uh, going to be a quite interesting, uh, you know, next six to twelve months for us. Brilliant. Well, but I, I guess the market's going to say, well, if the PEA is coming out this side of Christmas or shortly, shortly after Christmas, that's the moment which decisions get made. I think that is what I'm looking to, and you know, maybe others will be too. So. Appreciate the update, Alan. Um, uh, stay in touch and let us know how you get on, okay? Thanks, Matt. Will do.